Hello and welcome to Remove Film from Trey, a movie podcast. Uh, years from now, when the fans go back and talk about the show, this is going to be the one they say, we really got it right. Hello, Slushy. Hello, Count. Hello. Hey. We're here. Uh, we watched a lot of movies this week. Boy, did we. Felt good. Quite a few. Some of them were good. Most of them were bad. Yeah. More bad than good. But the goods were good. Yeah. Let me tell you. I enjoyed all. No uh, surprise there. Please continue. <laughs> what was what was even the name of that Jean Claude Van Damme one? I sort of forgot it about it until I uh, Blackwater, Darkwater, Blackwater, because there were like you had a poll, and every movie was called Blackwater. Blackwater 2018. Celeste, did you watch that with us? I know you I, were there. I mean, there is a a word you can use. Uh, we both had it on. Right, yeah. in and out. Yeah. Uh, don't Every- waste your time with Blackwater 2018 with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. It is a geezer teaser. The the geezer that's teased is Dolph Lundgren. Uh, he's barely in it. He spends most of the time in a room. He doesn't interact with other characters except for maybe two minutes of screen time. It's bad. Uh, every time I looked over at the screen, uh, some people were like shooting people in a green room. Yeah, like past past a certain point, that was like the rest of the movie. But like somehow it was never exciting. <laughs> there was like a submarine made of cardboard. It was very shoddily put together. Like it was badly produced, or like it was some kind of high tech cardboard submarine. No, it was, it, was, it was badly produced. It looked like a very cheap set. Okay, <laughs> there were like I couldn't I I can't remember if they were like flashbacks. Uh, during his interrogation, like there were style, or if it was just like before he's on the submarine, this is what happened. But that stuff seemed way more interesting, and it was very little of the movie. And then they were on the submarine a lot, right? The stuff off of the sub was very good. The stuff on the sub was very bad, and unfortunately, that's the bulk of the movie. Uh, I was actually kind of excited because the first fifteen minutes was pretty decent with. Decent action and John Claude was kicking ass, and then it, he just is on the submarine, and it looks really bad. So I think they threatened to stab him in the eye like five times. Yeah, they kept zooming yeah, they in on the, the eye threat. Like, <laughs> what was that about? They wanted to interrogate him, and they're like, "We're gonna take your eye," and then they never do. Strange, strange movie. So, yeah. the first thing I bothered getting a poster for. Or DVD cover, I guess, in this case. Double Threat. Now, Count, what brings you to Double Threat? Why'd you choose Double double Threat? threat? (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Captain Raz. I chose Double Threat because uh, I was looking for movies on Tubi. Double Threat's on Tubi, by the way. You can watch it on Tubi for free. Thank you, Tubi. Blackwater, right? Yes, so (laughs) Blackwater. Also on Tubi. I was just browsing Tubi and I was looking for newer movies and then I was doing like a strong lady lead type night and we voted between three movies that had strong women leads and Double Threat won and the trailer is really good but the movie itself not so great. It had pretty good action 
yes. when there was action. It had passable acting 50% of the time. It had some really rough uh, portrayal of certain mental illness. Yeah, Slushy hated this movie while we watched it. <laughs> there you, there One of the few movies that Slushy openly hates during the movie, and I guess after the movie as well. I thought she was very charismatic in a way. I feel like the mental illness stuff was poorly handled and kind of overdone, and we've seen that a million times where someone has a split personality. Kind of lame. I, I did like her. I didn't see woman. any of the scenes where she... I came in late, and I missed any of the like split personality scenes. She just sort of seemed... Well, like, there's, there's like corny and aggressive dancer, mood, and then there's just, like, passive mood. Mm -hmm. Those were her personalities. Corny and then chill. Okay. <laughs> right, Slushy? That seemed to be it. I mean, yeah, there was... She had... She Her name is Natalia. So she had Nat, and she had Natalie. And Nat, I think, was the, like, split personality. They could have done Nat and Talia, right? Like I think the, it was Nat and Tasha. You might be right. Yeah, you're right. Shout out to Tasha. You're totally right. She was Natasha, and she was Nat and Tasha. Um, Nat was like the horny one who learned all the things she does either from an ancient Chinese master, a pirate, uh, a pirate. <laughs> I don't know. She anytime, anytime main man asked her where'd she where'd you learn to do that she came up with some other ridiculous bullshit right oh, she'd do something she would fun. do something cool he would ask her and she would come up with some elaborate backstory and then it turns yeah. out she was just lying about it yeah spoiler but like things. it was it was a that was a fun bit that was one of the best one of the better things in the movie i like that bit as well and i recall early on saying after the second time i said i hope they keep continuing this thread because it's very funny and it, it was it was a highlight of the yeah. movie and they did it what three times, three or four times. I think. Yeah, which so, like isn't a failing of the writing or anything. It's just at some point he stopped asking because she. Did it's one of those that. movies. A lot of talking in cars and just there are two people in a car and they're just talking. So if I can yeah. um, reconstruct the synopsis from what mm -hmm. <laughs> it, the plot of the movie is that Matthew Lawrence right wants to get his friend's ashes to the sea his brother's ashes, his brother's yeah. ashes and is it so the guy from blossom died is that the lawrence I, I, yeah i think that's okay. the lawrence yeah that's joey joey lawrence okay he's trying to get joey lawrence's ashes to the sea but like he picks up this lady who is being pursued and then he's involved is that the issue so she's uh, working at a gas station and okay. <laughs> a guy with a sword and some other dudes attack the gas station to try and get her for whatever reason. And Matthew Lawrence just happens to be stopping at the gas station during his drive. Okay. And then when he leaves, she essentially uh, tags along and holds a gun to his head. To right. She was hiding her. in the backseat of his car. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, he gets wrapped up in her little adventure. So and she was involved with the son of a mob boss, and she betrays them. Then the mob's after trying to get her. Okay. And who's this other guy? 
That is the, the son of the mob boss that was like her ex. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's and essentially the other... four characters in the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's Matthew Lawrence uh, who is driving his brother's ashes. Nat slash Natalie, so I guess five. The mob <laughs> boss son, whose name I forget. And then the cleaner, like mob style cleaner. Yeah. Who yeah, is working with the mob son. So, do you recommend this movie? <laughs> no? Yes? Uh, I do not recommend Double Threat, unless you really... I don't know. No, not really. If you want to see Matthew Lawrence, I guess, in, in his 40s, and just... He looks good for his age, I can say that about the man. Yeah. It's like... Ripped. It's not even really a movie that you can recommend just getting drunk with friends and watching and laughing at, because it's not... It's not like funny bad you know it's what I not recommend? necessarily bad bad it's just like barely competent enough to be incredibly dull yeah it seemed yeah it seemed kind of like a nothingness but not as much trailer. as black water i recommend just the trailer okay watch the trailer it's pretty good double threat watch the trailer uh the next thing what was this movie called <laughs> it just says sinbad on here sinbad in the seven seas i think yeah, no, it was. Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. Uh, I thought this was really good. Our friend MDB showed this. Sinbad of the Seven. Sinbad of the Seven Seas. Um, also on Tubi. Yeah, Tubi. Killing Thank it. Thank you, Tubi. Contact uh, my promotional email, Tubi. I guess I this like has Sinbad. like a bad rep. I don't know. It had like a pretty low IMDb score. Like I thought this was just like fantastic start to finish. Um, I feel like if it was finished, it'd be a truly like really, really good sword and sandal movie. Unfortunately, it's unfinished. Yeah, I, I guess it's different from sword and sorcery. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, sword and sandal is specifically like, you know, like Greece and. Clash of the Titans and whatever. And Would this not be Sword and Sandals? Is Sword and Sorcery? No, it, I mean you could say either. But okay. the the one the top IMDb review was like movie. the top IMDb review was like this is only for fans of Sword and Sandal genre. <laughs> so you know someone out there. Well, they're right because I mean I'm a Sword and Sandal guy. And I like those movies. I generally don't, but I, like I think Greece is quite boring as a setting. <laughs> just, well, I mean, just know. Greece, but yeah. Um, I like the other Sinbad movie with uh, Caroline Monroe in it. I don't think I've seen that. Maybe as a child, it's pretty good. Was Lou Adiard in this? I don't remember. I think just about everyone was. I don't remember if Lou okay. was. But like, why was this incomplete? It was gonna be a TV show or something. I think I read, and then like it just wasn't. Oh, uh, I don't know. Seems like why. it would have made a good TV show. Yes, they're they're like hunting a series of gems, and then I don't. The movie just sort of like rushes to an ending, <laughs> I guess. But it just seems like they didn't have enough budget. Maybe then they have. We we didn't even talk about the framing device. It's a story being told to a child. Oh yeah, yeah. And Much... then there's a constant narration. <laughs> the yeah much like uh princess bride yeah they're really trying to do a princess bride here uh because 
I, this came out in like 89, right? Which is like later than I would have guessed from just the movie itself, I think is right. Makes me think said. they were sitting on the footage. Yeah, maybe. Um, which is weird cause it's good footage. <laughs> I don't know. It is good. Uh, the 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 character who speaks the most in the movie is the mom reading the story to the kid. You hear a lot yeah. of that. Uh, it has uh, one. I don't know who it is, but like one of the one of the very very prolific dub actors of the eighties uh, plays this guy I've zoomed in on, uh, and he's in you know he's in like Polish Treasure Planet, and he's in Warriors of the Wind. <laughs> it's, he has a very Distinctive voice. It might be Brian Cranston. I don't know. Any anime fan will tell you Brian Cranston <laughs> did a lot of voice work. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the list of English voices, and most of them are listed as unknown. And then the other guy is Michael Sorich. Hmm. So he was in uh, Master Rider, VR Troopers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Big Bad Beetleborgs. Yeah, maybe that's because he is in Master Rider. Leech. Too. <laughs> I remember that. Lupin, Outlaw Star, Robotech, Street Fighter. Yeah. That could be him. Anime bullshit. Anime bullshit. Uh, I don't really. Well, he's Dogi in the East, East anime. Oh. Well, I go. guess that'd solve it pretty easily <laughs> if we listen to that. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Great fantasy movie. A lot of funny situations. Uh, Sinbad ties snakes together to use as a rope. The yeah, movie said to... it was based on thou- the thousand and second tale of Scheherazade by Edgar Allan Poe, but apparently it isn't like at all. Is that just a big lie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Jeez. Sorry, Edgar. It just makes it sound better. <clears throat> you know? He basically Sinbad goes around collecting gems and then he thinks he's alone and he runs into a babe. That's pretty much the whole movie over and over again, right? Right. And the villain is very good. Um, kind of like a doing kind of a skeletor voice yeah. a little bit. <laughs> it's just I love it. Oh, and it has a uh, Tegan Clive in it, who is always a, a pleasure to see in movies. Is that the the weird fruity wizard? That is the giant woman. Oh, okay. Who was also an alienator in inner. Well, she didn't really do anything in the film. She, she just stood around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sinbad recommended. Uh, I think next was Street Fighter. Count Count caught up with Street Fighter. Yeah. Well, I had seen it before. I rewatched it for the first time. Watch since then. Was that? I said, watch yourself. Watch myself. I like Street Fighter. I thought it was Good. an enjoyable movie. I don't high it, hold it to the, the high uh, ranking that Slushy does as like the peak of cinema, but, I, you know, it doesn't deserve the bad rap that it gets. I can say that about it. Yeah, it absolutely does not. I've said, I've said my piece on that last episode, but yeah, I'm, it's good to hear that you enjoy it. Revisit Street Fighter if you haven't seen it since the 90s. Uh, don't listen to fucking angry nerds online or stupid video essays that shit all over old movies. Just fucking watch it. It's on Tubi. It's enjoyable. Uh, the only stuff I didn't really like is the Blanca stuff. Everything yeah. else is really good. Yeah, Blanca like kind of looks bad. 
Yeah, he does. <laughs> that whole thing is just kind of goofy and weird. Um, One thing I really like, a detail that uh, I don't feel like I've seen anybody mention, but like Dalson, who is a scientist in this and is working against his will to create Blanca. Yeah. Uh, at some point when the security guard that's in the office like realizes that Dalson has switched the programming from scenes of fire and gunfights to dolphins and Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets knocked into the into the mutant goo. Yeah. That they've got in IV bags going into into Blanca. And then when you see him again later, he's bald. Yeah. Because he lost his hair. Yeah. And I don't know if it's meant to be him doing a stretchy arm, but at some point he like reaches over to touch guile and he's like, he's like five feet away off camera. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that was, that's meant to be him stretching his arm over to stop Kyle from shooting Blanca. Yeah. I I didn't pick up on that, but all right. I, I, I do remember that (laughs) from like previous watchings. Um, It can be read that way. So that's the way I'm reading. I will also say that, uh, so she had mentioned before that everyone always praises Raul Julia, and he he was really good. But everyone's good; like they're all kind of silly and have their own little moments. And yeah. you know, there's more than just the the meme. Yeah, uh, one I think thing... everybody. The best thing about this movie, and I'll stop interrupting, is that everybody is clearly having the time of their life making it, and I think that's what's important with movies. Yeah, Van Damme was having the time of his life dating uh, Kylie there. (laughs) Cheating on his wife and uh, messing around with Kylie. Um, I noticed two things I noticed. One, I'd never watched this with subtitles before, so I didn't realize T-Hawk was in it. Uh, Because, you know, Guile's just like, T-Hawk, what are you you doing? You know, and I I didn't know that that was T-Hawk. T-Hawk, what's with the bandana? Yeah. And then He's the very other scrawny for T Hall. <laughs> yeah. The other thing it's is hard I to had find never a seven noticed... foot tall muscular Mexican. I had never noticed like how much jokes for adults were in it, like jokes for the parents. You know, they're like there's the part where they're just sort of panning past a hospital entrance and it's like paging Dr. Howard, and there's like Bison's fucking uh his like John Wayne Gacy painting of himself as a clown it's like what the fuck there's just there's a lot of stuff in this movie it's uh you equated it to the animaniacs yes i i didn't want to do that on the podcast because animaniacs sucks but oh well (laughs) the movie's good it is it is animaniacs but it's, it's good. If you like Gremlins too, if you like the Super Mario Brothers live action movie, I think you would like Street Fighter. That's my thoughts about it. It sounds like I really need to see Gremlins. You do. Gremlins. Yeah, especially you Gremlins too. I think you, yeah, you'd love it. Amazing. Um, next thing. Count caught up <laughs> with Ricky. Go. Story of Ricky oh, for man. the first time. Yeah. Uh, Ricky O. If you've never seen this, watch it. It's Fucking, it lives up to the hype. It's very good. It's fucking one of these movies that I call 
all gas, no brakes, because there's no lulls in it. It just fucking goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Yeah, it was my first time watching Ricky O. Uh, I had heard of it. I had seen clips and GIFs and memes of it throughout the years, but I never watched it. Uh, I always thought that those little bits that we saw posted online were like maybe just like a two seconds of the movie, and then the rest was boring bullshit, like some of these movies tend to be. But no, this is crazy the whole time. It's it's really good. It's on my top ten list for a reason. I probably hadn't seen this since the early aughts, but yeah, it's uh, it's very good. <laughs> I sort of forgot how gory it is. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know. Basically, look, nonstop. It looks so good too. All the effects, yeah. they look amazing. Yeah, with with one exception. <laughs> What is that? Which one? The the the, the warden suit at the of end. the man at the end. Oh yeah. right. Looks well, little... that's I think that's meant to be goofy. Yeah. If for sure. It's just like the first shot of him when it's like the low angle, like looking up at him shot is really good. I really wish they didn't do all the snot coming out of his nose. Yeah. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But then like as the fight goes on. Off and it looks really good. Yeah. People get skinned alive, or and I don't know. It's it's great. He fucking uppercuts that dude through the jaw. Yeah, <laughs> like takes yeah. his lower jaw off. That part's so good. That was Tarzan. I forgot about yeah. the whole like he becomes friends with Tarzan <laughs> through battle, right? Sort of. Uh, I don't really have anything to say about it, but it, it it's good. It holds up. I just, you know, it's, it's not on Tubi, but you can find it on the Internet Archive. So watch Ricky O. Is there like a VHS uh, preservation or just the fucking movie? <laughs> the one up. that I showed, I got off the internet archive. Yeah. I think I think it's a rip of the DVD that's on there. Okay. Yeah, it's the DVD or Blu-ray. Looked good. I mean, the copy that they have. It's watchable. Yeah. Watch it if you haven't. If you're into that sort of thing. And if you're into that sort of thing, maybe you also like Versus, which Count watched last night for the first time. Yeah, it was my first time with Versus. See, I thought Riccio was on Mortis' list, and then it was really on Slushies, and I was like, well, I gotta watch a Mortis movie. And this is the only one on his list I hadn't seen. So, I watched Versus for the first time last night. Probably number seven of my favorite zombie movies. Very good. Oh, you moved it down. I thought you were saying six. <laughs> Did you think about it? I forgot about Return of Living Dead. Oh, okay. that, that that's movie fair. Yeah. Exists. It's very good. So, I kind of forgot how good this movie was. This was great. This is another movie that it's all gas, no brakes. It fucking just goes and goes and goes and goes. And um, really enjoyed it. I love the suit guy. He was my favorite character. I don't really know any other names. <laughs> I always like, they don't have names. I okay. think about that guy. I call him like the snake guy, sort of, because he's always like. You know, yeah, and he has knives. Yeah, he's really good. He's probably my favorite character. I like the idea of reincarnation. I use that a lot in my writing. Um, so any movie that does that and has zombies and sword fights and just craziness is going to win me over pretty easily. I will say, um, Count, maybe if you get the urge to rewatch this at any point, make sure you watch Ultimate Versus. But anybody else, make sure you watch Ultimate Versus. Yeah, like a half an hour of extra footage. I think I think that the movie is like fine, you know. 
on verses yeah. and I've I've seen verses, you know, dozens of times and I've seen ultimate verses like ten times. So you're saying ultimate adds thirty minutes? Yeah. Like it's a I long have, but it's movie to begin with, right? Yeah, it's already <laughs> right. feeling it did feel kind of long. Yeah. And then at ultimate the very it's least, just like, God damn like you kind of get a little tired, but like I love at the Dawn very the least dead, you should watch the the final battle. The ultimate version of the final battle. Yeah, maybe I'll have to check that out. Because Mortis and I, after Versus was done, watched the final battle in uh, <laughs> Ultimate Versus, and like you can, it's like you can tell the footage is new because, yeah. like, it's slightly better looking. <laughs> it's obviously on a slightly better camera, and like they might be, you know, Tack Sakaguchi might have been like wearing a wig to match his hair. <laughs> from like his hair looks a little weird, but. Right, standard reshoot. Yeah, stuff. but they just do some very, very fucking cool things. Like all the all the new fight. stuff is just like, here's a cool idea we had for something that happens in a fight, and then we're just gonna insert it. You know, like, yeah. But if you don't like anime bullshit, you probably won't like this. But if you mm. love it or are open minded about Japanese cinema, really give Versus a shot. It does some. Cool stuff with zombies. It does some cool stuff with like vampire type things and a lot of great sword fights and weaponries and just, I don't know, really good low budget. I kept equating it to the Evil Dead as like it's Japan's Evil Dead, where the, it seemed, I don't know if they were all young behind the scenes, but it seemed like a group of young filmmakers, not a lot of money, making a horror movie inspired yeah. by, I assume, The Matrix at the time. Yeah. So that's Japanese Evil Dead to me. Yeah. Um it's no full metal alchemist. Right. If you're <laughs> if you're a huge dork and a shithead, maybe don't watch versus, but like if you're cool <laughs> you'll probably if you're like cool, it. you'll probably like it. I wanna uh, ask you something, Count. Um Yeah. You know the guy who through most of the movie had like the red mask of blood on his face and was like constantly freaking out. Did you pick up on the bit with him? The, Which bit the, the little chibi. She's talking about the little. little yeah, I mean, I, dork. I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Did you pick up on the bit though? That I was what? like going throughout the, the movie. That they kept not killing him. He kept getting bigger and bigger guns. Oh no! I did like, not just pick up on that. Yeah, out I of he had the fifty cal at the end. Yeah, he kept, yeah. He kept getting his gun taken away, and like he just pull out a new gun, and it was like a bigger <laughs> handgun. Right. <laughs> throughout the film, and then he gets. No, the, I guess I didn't. He gets the anti tank rifle at the end. <laughs> That is pretty good, though. Yeah, it's it's maybe one of the best types of bits where you don't really notice it unless you unless you really notice. I'll also say uh, there is some shaky cam in the beginning of the movie, but it goes away, and it was making me feel kind of like uh, nauseous because I'm a little baby. Yeah, I guess that that's sometimes. that's a good thing to mention. I'd never really noticed that, but like, yeah, I don't. The first dialogue scene is just shot like in this really. Like right. constantly moving the camera around style. But it stops. It was so a very like, intense conversation. It. it does stop. <laughs> it does stop. If the whole movie was like probably... that, I don't know if I could have honestly finished it, but it was. It does stop. If it's a big enough issue, you could probably just skip it. <laughs> skip that well, scene. Well, then you, then you wouldn't get to see the main character go, here's the thing, I'm a feminist. So, right. was, it's you have to, it's a great line. Was there not a dub of this on your thing, Count? 
Uh, I couldn't find one. Because I believe... So it's interesting to me that they made a Blu-ray of Versus that wasn't Ultimate Versus. I thought, you know, I figured it was just like a George Lucas replace the old one situation, but I guess not. But I think there is a dub of Normal Versus, but they never did one for Ultimate, I think. So I'm, I'm a little surprised that wasn't available. I don't know. If just, you Google, just a comment. If you... Google versus 2000 dub. The first result is Internet Archive, and there's the dub. So. Okay. Well, I guess they didn't look hard enough. I don't know. I try and if check you uh, certain sites and whatever is seating. Yeah. I just grab that, yeah. you know. Or Tubi. If or things Tubi. are on Tubi. Tubi if very rarely will have, you know, the audio track options. <laughs> but sometimes. Yeah. So, uh,. We've put it off long enough. Um, this week we watched the worst two Puppet Master movies <laughs> so far. Are we, are we sure we didn't watch any other movies? Are we sure? I think, yeah. I think that's it. Okay. This is going to be a pretty short episode, isn't it? Well, we, I took I took a lot of notes on Curse, but... It, I took a lot of notes on Curse. Retro, Barely anything just, on Retro. Yeah. It's, which is weird, because... Did we all think that retro was like a little more interesting from a movie standpoint, but also way worse? <laughs> you didn't. It was I, worse for sure. Kind of more interesting, but goes nowhere with it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting on the level of I don't know. We'll get to the retro later. Curse. Yeah. Um, what wow what a what a comeback <laughs> so there had been like a four year break right since puppet master 5 and yeah they come back with curse which is a story of a seems like he's supposed to be handicapped boy teenager mentally handicapped he's not, seems he's like not he's, in a yeah, seems like he's supposed to be mentally handicapped at, you know the style of the time you've got your fucking lawnmower man you got your uh sling blade <laughs> you know those maybe i said he's dressed like simple jack they treat him like simple jack but he doesn't really act like it yeah kind of weird simple jack from tropic thunder right <laughs> it's he's just uh he's just like a little quiet like he doesn't really the actor doesn't like really try to play it up yeah what's his his name's robert but everyone calls him tank everyone calls him tank um which he's he's got the haircut he's got the overalls everyone calling him tank is a a beautiful piece of foreshadowing. (laughs) right well yes uh and this movie Um, was directed by David Dakota, apparently, who right. who directed Puppet Master Three, a perfectly fine film. He uh, hid behind but, a woman's name, though. <laughs> yeah, it says directed by like Victoria something for some reason. He uh, because he was like, well, it's a bad movie. Let's just blame it on a woman. But then he was he also directed Retro, which he did put his name on. Very strange. Victoria Sloan. Sloan, okay. Question from the chat. Who do you think the new human, I almost said woman, will be in the game? Uh, 
Any ideas <laughs> for the upcoming human in the game? I hope it's Tank. I, I couldn't see it being Tank, right? Because <laughs> I mean, like, he would have a special. Tank. He would have a special ability of like blind rage, I guess. <laughs> maybe the maybe the guy from this movie the the matthew lesko no not that one maybe matthew lesko from this movie so what's this guy's name mcgrew is we, yeah i think it's mcgrew so the this guy mcgrew this old scientist who looks like matthew lesko and he has a pipe with a face on it that we were hoping would, uh, you know, be a smoke puppet. Head. Yeah, smokehead. <laughs> I think <laughs> he only has wait, wait, hold on, hold like on. Slushy, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, Slushy, but I have to. We're, we're not acknowledging the fucking... We're not acknowledging the intro. It was like 15 minutes oh, yeah. long clip show. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the intro of Puppet Master 6, the, cre- the opening credits is uh, probably every single shot for movies one through five that has a puppet in it and no human. Yeah. Like, just one, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> like, every puppet shot we've seen. So that's, that is important to set up. Uh, it's very important to set up because later in the movie, they just use them again. Yes. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is almost no new puppet footage in this movie. Uh, anytime... Anything happens anytime someone looks off camera at a puppet, it's just old footage and it never matches. <laughs> like the backgrounds are different. Yeah. The film the quality is different. Thing, the the puppets' costumes are different. The aspect, the aspect ratio is often different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing is there's like no <laughs> new pup there's no new like puppet ish footage but there's no puppeteering in this movie at all right that is no they just anytime there's a shot of puppets walking that's new there is someone's hand holding them by the legs off the bottom edge of the camera just jiggling them up and down a little bit and there there is there is one scene where they they're dollying the camera and blade is just on the dolly with the camera (laughs) (laughs) like they don't even but jester is like the prime example of the bad, uh, I was saying Jester looked like a 1992 GI Joe, and Count said Jester G2. Toys fans will know this. Uh, I didn't. I didn't record. notice until looking at this screen cap I took that the lines are just markered on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not even actually carved in. He doesn't have the segmented head at all. It's just a single head that they drew on. So every time. Like every Did time they lose somebody, the other puppet? I don't know. Every time somebody looks off camera at Jester, it's like Jester from Puppet Master Two, and it's like a totally different outfit. Like that's where it is the most, yeah, <laughs> evident. Uh, but I'm looking at the Puppet Master wiki for this movie, and they've got yeah. a picture of all the puppets. And the picture of Pinhead they decide to use is when the guy sticks the gum on his head. That is good. <laughs> So the movie opens and uh, I keep going back to this because I call it, we'll get to that. Okay. The movie opens and Dr. Dr. McGrew is driving in the woods to bury and burn a crate. And mm-hmm. 
I was a little, I wrote on my notes here, Evil Dead digging shots. Uh, there's a lot of like, this is kind of like the first and last time the movie tries anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he's burying this crate in a woods in a thunderstorm and there's a lot of like low angle shots and there's a, you know, gnarly branch in the shot and then he turns and then it's, you know, it's reminiscent of, I thought when, you know, whenever Ash is like burying something in an evil dead movie. I completely try a thunderstorm. Trying to do some atmosphere. Also, the the box is like screaming and laughing right. all the time. Yeah, the box is making noise, so we know there's a puppet in it. And he he pours the gas on it, and it's like the it's. I wrote Dungeon Keeper stock screams. I don't know that it was necessarily from Dungeon Keeper, but it's that like <laughs> kind of scream that you've heard yeah. in like everything in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing was like he dug a, a hole that was like perfectly sized for the box, like three inches deep. Yeah, he and doesn't actually like he doesn't actually bury it. He just sort of burns it. I don't know. Yeah, he just burns, burns it and walks it. away. So my top note, I guess we should address this in all caps. When does movie take place? <laughs> It's, yeah, it seems like the it's, 50s. it's not. It seems like it's supposed to be the 50s, but there's just like a 91 Thunderbird or Mustang. It's a Mustang. Yeah, it's just a gen- generic ass black 90s Mustang. And just like most of the cars are like old trucks and shit and like people kind of act in an old fashioned way. But then there's just yeah, and like a the Mustang. gas station they go to is like an old old-timey gas station with old-timey pumps and yeah like they're in terms of like the puppet master canon there's certainly no clues because this doesn't tie to anything at all they like never right. they never cover how this mcgrew guy got the you know yeah, i got don't think the, they mentioned the puppet Toulon or anything right he he said because well he has his mr mcgrew's wonder emporium yeah and he says at some point, I think he's explaining to Tank about the puppets. And he's just like, I got this crate at it, or I got this trunk at an auction. <laughs> That's it. So the Matthew Lesko guy runs this Mr. McGrew's Wonder Emporium, and I've got this screenshot on here. While they're introducing Tank works at a gas station making thirty dollars an hour and McGrew offers him thirty five an hour and no, it's thirty five a week. Thirty five, right? Week? Yes. Sorry. That's why I, was I like, guess that's the other thing that would put it in the fifties. Yeah. Uh, thirty five an hour would be amazing. Yes, thirty five a week. Yes. Um, and also they don't mention it, but also room and board because they just put them up there too. But um, right. And they don't really. They say it's in like Willisburg or something, or it's just some town name. They don't really place it. Uh, and we meet some bullies at the gas station. Right. The, the They're bully set with up. the voice with the lisp. Hello. <laughs> right. I'm going sounds to like kick you Charlotte from the Sounds like Charlotte from the Trials of Mana remake. But I don't I don't understand that reference, but uh <laughs> Yeah, gamers she gamers like now. She's like Trials of Mana. <laughs> yeah, that is it. That's it. 
So he's, he's got very this, intimidating. He's got this show place here, and we're we're walking in. There's a cool snake in the foreground, and then they they get you know all the way to the left of the frame, and McGrew points off frame and says, "And that's Movo the Beast Man." Oh, it's an old it's an old gorilla skin I stretched over a wooden frame and we don't see it. It's off it's like out of frame. And That's it never the coolest thing you can imagine. Yeah. It's right over there. <laughs> it never gets shown on camera. But I uh, figured they were trying to set it up for later or something. Something. It just never shows up. Do you, just to jump ahead in a nonsensical way, do you remember when the like Oh yeah, the, when he moves, he moves. Yeah, one of these yeah. other puppets. Is he a puppet? What is what's going on there? It's he just like, sort of a scene that happens. The camera is moving past him, and his eyes like move to follow the camera or something like that. Yeah, he and just kind of looks left and right. This like old yeah, ventriloquist one, dummy type guy. It's just one quick shot. It's never like mentioned, or it's it's never like talked about. He never appears again in the movie. Well, it I feels like during the end of the movie, I thought it was gonna be like new puppet coming in. Yeah, right. No, but that uh, room is cool. They could have done more with it. Yeah, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they walk through it a couple times. Everything in the, the background of the movie is cool. The movie itself, not cool. So the the doctor has a daughter, name of Jane, and uh, she. We we walk in and we meet the puppets. And she she's good friends with all the puppets, even though they're they're all kept in cages in this back room. <laughs> yeah, and we find Pinhead's her favorite. Yes, we find out in my notes it says Pinhead and the girl are in a relationship. <laughs> she she's always carrying Pinhead around. Pinhead seems to be be clearly her favorite. Uh, she loves the little the little Popeye guy. Can you blame her? No. No, we have he's, come to love him as well. He's been growing on me. Yeah. And uh, the, the next thing I have is, so they, they go to a, it's like an outside puppet show where the, mainly like Six Shooter is just shooting cans and there's a bunch of extras there watching the puppets amazed. And the sheriff and deputy show up <laughs> like these guys are, it's very weird because the sheriff and deputy are like so evil. They're like so sinister and they're investigating the disappearance of what you can probably guess is uh, the whatever, you know, McGrew was burying in the beginning of the right. movie, but they're like, yeah, right. what are you, what are you doing here? McGrew, you do, hmm, might have to look around a little bit. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's just really odd how evil they are, even though it's pretty evident that McGrew is the evil one. <laughs> just like right. strange. McGrew, clearly sinister. Yeah. The cops are acting more sinister. Yeah. There's a lot of that in this movie where like they're everyone acts weird sort of cops. I mean, I you can understand why, but then like neither of them will be in the wrong or right, and it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> or like they're really rude to the tank. Yeah. 
I mean, I everyone's know. rude to Tank because he's That's Tank. That's true. Uh, so, Except is it the, the cop who puts him. the gum on Pinhead's head? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I should have got a screen cap of it, but, you know, one of Pinhead's big moments is he gets he gets chewing gum just put on his head like a little hat. It's, it's very low resolution, but I'll I'll put us this picture of it in Discord. And Jane is Jane is very mad about it because she loves Pin. <laughs> she's like during this scene, she's like holding him like a teddy bear. Yeah, she's constantly walking around with him. Um, he's got adult hands, you know. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? He's he's got regular person sized hands. That's all. <laughs> so the whole the whole reason that they took Tank to work at the thing is because he's he's a good carver. He's like carving a little unicorn while they're at the gas station, and McGrew wants him to carve a puppet. And uh, you know he works. He stays up late working Tank, and. He has these recurring dreams where he is turning into a puppet. Like first his legs and then his chest. It's kind of kind of a good kind of looks okay. It's a little creepy. One of <laughs> one of a right. couple things in the movie that's sort of okay, but yeah, I mean they don't show it long enough for you to really scrutinize it, and I yeah. think that that lends to it as well. But it's it made me really wish that every single dream sequence was actually happening. Cause right. like this one that you're seeing the screenshot of with uh, his chest open, it happens uh, after he had like just made out with Jane and yeah. then it cuts to a new scene where Jane's like putting her clothes on and leaving and like tanks still in bed, all covered up. And then he pulls the covers down to like kiss her goodbye or whatever. And he sees that his chest is all fucked up and she's there screaming and he's there screaming and then he wakes up. <laughs> so it's like, did they have sex? Is he turning into a puppet? It was Things all for a, a better movie. <laughs> uh, so there's, yeah, there's a blossoming relationship between Jane and Tank. And she, she loves Tank. Be, he didn't go to college and he says no. he's dumb. <laughs> And she's like, there's stuff you can't learn at college, you know, you can, and you have such strong, beautiful hands and you can do such you beautiful have, art. You have wisdom in your hands. You she and she's like, idiots go to college and you're no idiot. And I wish I wrote in my notes, got wisdom in your hands, Tank. <laughs> I wish Pinhead was jealous of Tank and Jane's blossoming love. Like that would have been, been a better movie if Pinhead been so good. had been like just watching. Another, just another element for Puppet Master Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, because you know Pinhead was that in five, where Pin <laughs> the lady was like, "And don't look yeah. at me in the shower, Pinhead." Yeah. Like Pinhead five. is Pinhead is the the dude. He's a dog. He gets the he gets the women. <laughs> Pinhead loves women and they love him. He got that dog in him. So the next. So Jane, you know, Tank doesn't want to work or Tank doesn't want to stop working. 
and they're moving around, mo- making moves, falling in love. And she's like, hey, let's go to the forest. I got to go to the forest to pick something up. Oh, I lied to you. It, I don't. I just wanted to be with you. <laughs> and they find they find the burned puppet, and then they also find the bullies. They don't fully investigate the burned puppet for some reason. <laughs> I guess no, they because, just think that's strange. Yeah, they then find <laughs> the bullies, uh, and they they start to do a sexual menace on Jane, but mm-hmm. Tank, uh, <laughs> Tank. Gets mad and almost kills the head bully by choking him with his his power. <laughs> I mean, it's it's that very very bad trope that yeah. appears with mentally handicapped characters in movies around yeah. this era and earlier. Um, but in my notes, I I don't remember the context of this exactly, but like one of the. One of the like sub bullies says like who who do you think you are the incredible hulk like destroying the world and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says it to the main bully. Yeah. Such a yeah. random like they don't do a lot of popular culture references and then they do that. Right. That would When did the Hulk premiere? It it would have been out if, you know, if the movie takes place in the 50s, they there would have been Hulk comics. 62. Oh, well. Oh, no, that's, that's the first Incredible Hulk comic book. Not when the character premiered. Oh, Who knows? Well, I'm, probably, I'm probably No, no, lying. yeah. 62 then. Huh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it takes place in the 60s. Maybe. Some nebulous time. <laughs> it's like Streets of Fire. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like Streets of Fire. It's a, it's a fable in another time, another place. They fucking wish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so after the choking scene, my next note is, uh, they go back to the, it seems to be like some kind of warehouse or something that like probably somebody Charles Band knows owns. Cause it's just like this brick building with a bunch of paintings in it. And it looks really cool. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's, it's a fine set, but there's a particular painting that <laughs> looks uh, just like Pulsagen from Ultra Seven. <laughs> like <laughs> it's uh, three figure, like three silhouette, weird, skinny figures on a fire, and then that I'll put up a visual reference for the actual Pulsagen. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's got to be right. <laughs> it's I don't know. Yeah, like. It's possible that some weird guy who knew Charles Band did a bunch of weird paintings and saw Ultra. Unless there's <laughs> any overlap between like this and uh, there was American Ultraman shows like around the same time. Well, maybe he watched the same Ultra Seven dub that you did, Mortis. Yeah, maybe that would have been. I guess right it's possible because right? this came out in '98 and that came on in more of the earlier '90s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the bully, the bully's mad, right? The, the tank choked him out almost. <laughs> so, yes, he's very pissed. So he sneaks to the McGrew's Wonder Emporium and sneaks. Which, huh? I want to mention this because 
I, I mentioned it when we were watching the movie, but the, it seems like everybody has a door that just goes to the outside. And I'm wondering if the McGrew's Marvel's building is a motel and they were like trying to evoke the the hotel from the first two movies with the name I've now for Bodega Bay. Bodega yeah, Bay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very strange and like it they seems don't to call be like attention a, to it in the movie. It seems to be like a courtyard. <laughs> like it's some it's just like a square-shaped building with a courtyard in the middle or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really weird building. But the bully the bully sneaks in, Pinhead. Of course, uh Pinhead shows up to save his girlfriend and the bully kills Pinhead by throwing him on the ground and stomping on it. Over and over and over, which causes his hand to fall. It knocks his hands off. uh, And Jane is like, we have to bury him. We we can't leave him like this. We have to bury him. And Tank's like, no, no, we don't know. And Jane gets mad at Tank. And they're like five feet outside the house. And it's, yeah, just pick him up and bring him inside. It's storming, but there's no rain. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot no of rain in any of this storming, movie. never rain. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Tank fixes Pinhead, makes him better, makes him stronger. Do you have the image? The the hand on his hip? No. <laughs> <laughs> you feel free to post that. Yeah, let me get that for you. And there's for that Pinhead sassy. <laughs> there's there's a scene with Jane where Pinhead is hanging out with Jane, and they're obviously using like the articulated one that looks good. But then like they talk about pinhead and it cuts back to just a shot of pinhead. And it's like the junk stunt pinhead for some reason. <laughs> like they, right. they had the yeah, articulated one, like right there. Like why, why would you put the shot of the junk stunt pinhead that is like bent and looks like shit? <laughs> no, you know, filmmaking that puppeteer had certain hours they could work in and then had to go home and then they just had someone else hold the stunt line. Yeah. It doesn't need to... I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> they do a lot of digital zooms and, and bad things like that in this one, right? Or is that retro? That's Retro has more of the digital okay. zooms. There's, there's a sassy pinhead. Yeah. God, his head's not even they... like painted, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, I think the hand is supposed to be tanks like holding him there and there's no puppeteering. So like his arm just got squished by by the bed, but it really looks like he's got his hand on his head and he's looking or hand on his hip and he's looking sassy. So McGrew to get revenge on the bully takes uh, blade and tunneler to go kill the bully who is pumping iron. He's doing bench presses faster than I've ever seen anyone do bench press. <laughs> really bad form. Really, really too fast. Yeah. He's got like two, five pound weights on the bar. And the whole time he's doing it, he's like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Take it. Take it. You like that? <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. Uh, so he's, you know, we can tell he's a terrible man. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna throw his back out anyway but Horrible uh asshole. blade and tunneler sort of combo kill him on the on the bench press there 
Tunneler uh, drills into his dick. Tunneler drills into his dick. He's just straight in there. <laughs> and Blade just sort of cuts his face. Yeah, slaps his face with a knife. And then you hear the double layer scream. Yes. The, <laughs> <laughs> the also, bully. It's very late into the movie for the first kill, but please continue. It is. Yeah, it is the first kill. So the bully actor is like, ah, ah, but then it's also doing the, ah, ah, the stuck scream from like <laughs> so earlier bad. in the film. Like it's just double layered for some reason. They love that stock scream and it is the first kill. <laughs> I mean, it is a good scream, but it's, it's also like, I feel like even at that point it would have been like on the Wilhelm level of, Right. Very obvious. Right. That it's sure. And you only do one or the other. Yeah, you don't, you don't you do, do both. both. <laughs> right. But I, I said that um, if you want if you want to see shots of the puppets getting sprayed with blood, like this movie does have that, but that's kind yeah, of all it has. That's it. <laughs> In terms of, you know, puppet kills. I have this quote. Tunneler gets fucking drenched. Tunneler gets drenched twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have this quote from Jane. Any fool in this world can be a destroyer. Only a very few can be creators. Don't trade one for the other. I guess they're talking about how he wanted to kill the bully. Strong insight from Jane. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're doing here. We're being creators. You're on this podcast. <laughs> And We're trying, folks. It's hard when you have a movie like Curse of the Puppet Master. <laughs> We're doing our best. Are we I destroying like, it? Are we being destroyers? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we're being destroyers. We're taking something and we're creating something out of its ashes. Yeah. It destroyed itself. <laughs> right. So the police and the coroner end up at the, the bully's house. Like, there's about three days, three days gone, been dead three days and the coroner's saying shit like as his face peeled back to the skull uh such and such damage his hand almost sliced all the way off and there's they're just shooting a corpse (laughs) that does not have this damage that's being described (laughs) it's just just like splash some blood on the actor it's like uh all this cool stuff happened to this corpse. We didn't see the puppets do it. And also, you can't see it here. Yeah. He's clearly intact and fine. I mean, he's, he's supposedly dead, but like, he's not missing a face or a hand or anything. His intestines sometimes, are all sprawled out. Yeah. Sometimes when engaging media in good faith, you just have to have a little bit of uh, <laughs> suspension of belief. Yes. No. Sometimes you do. Not all the time. <laughs> this is one of the times you don't. Yeah. Uh, this is another situation. The cops are there, and the bully's friends are there, and the cops are like, "What do you know? What do you know about this? Where were you when this happened?" And the friends like, "I don't know. Eh, I'm not going to tell you. Remember? I can't remember." <laughs> and the yeah, cop, the cop like, comes in and says, "Hey, your supposedly I'll say best friend, and we don't know, but yeah. hey, your best friend was brutally murdered. Do you know anything to try and help us stop and find the killer?" I ain't telling you nothing, Kappa. <laughs> what? Like, everybody strange. just acts like a shithead, except the villain of the film. <laughs> right. And the cop slams him into a refrigerator magnet, and he's like, oh, my nose. 
You broke my nose. He slams his forehead. Okay, okay. The, the we I, we saw him. We saw him on Sunday. He went in the forest. He was so mad about not getting to rape that girl. <laughs> and then the yeah. cop breaks the rest of his nose. Yeah. I think he was like reseeding it, but like doing it to be mean. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, here's a little extra pain on, on the way out. Crack. At this, at this point, like McGrew is ramping up his scheme, which we find out is to put Tank into a puppet, as he had done with the previous assistant who disappeared, Matt. Matt, and uh, he says, like, Tank is getting sick. He's pale. He's in bed. Not really sure why. <laughs> I guess. There's I don't know either necessarily that anything doing to him or if he just yeah. happened to also be sick. I don't know. But Jane is like, I want to stay here with tank. And McGrews says, no, uh, don't do that. Go to town to pick up something for me. A stuffed mermaid, a, st- a stuffed mermaid. And she's like, okay. And then this is the point where there's like, there's there will be like little throwaway scenes of two characters talking who aren't tank and the the scenes look very bad like they're done on a worse camera at like a worse film grain or something and it it starts getting worse very rapidly think, as this kind of scene happens i think yes. what may have happened is that they like set up a camera on a tripod and filmed the whole scene and then decided to do like digital zooms for specific shots because the grains the grain is huge yeah in these shots it's very so it, grainy. i feel like that's what they because they've already been doing a bunch of weird digital zooms and digital pans throughout the whole movie so i wonder if that's what they did so jane ends up at this place with a weird guy with a mo haircut <laughs> I like this guy. I'm not sure what this place was, but like they have two phone lines on two phones that are within four feet of each other because they're both on the phone talking to different people <laughs> at the same time. This is gonna be this is gonna be something nobody gets, but if you've ever seen the music video to Electric Callboys, we got the moves. He looks exactly like every one of them. <laughs> okay. No idea. No, no idea what you're talking about. And so Jane Jane pieces it together that this mermaid is fake and she gets on the phone with someone and it's not a real mermaid. We can hear the other end of the conversation and it's like hey, what, what are you doing over there? No, we don't have no mermaid. <laughs> you know, like over the weird It's very ridiculous. The like phone effect. It, like it's insane that we can hear it and it's also insane that it sounds so goofy. <laughs> It's something that would fit perfectly in like a silly parody style comedy movie. Yeah. But then in this, it's it was so fucking weird. So would it fit in perfectly in the Street Fighter. She's like, if you're doing like exactly. Jokes aside, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. <laughs> so she puts it together somehow to go back to that puppet they found burned in the woods, and they they see that it's she can tell it's Matt. And he's still out there alive, kind of squirming around. And that's that's the other kind of decent thing in the movie. <laughs> right, that was right. cool and that was creepy. Yeah, it looked creepy. Yeah. It looked fine. He feels like he's in pain. Like he's like Yeah, it's scary. It made me really 
hope they were going to do a doll man style thing with tank where instead of creating a oh, puppet they just like him, shrink him <laughs> yeah i was i was hoping so bad that that's what was going to happen well you have to but what you, happened was maybe arguably better right but, you have to understand doll man doesn't shrink he's just very small on his home planet and when he comes here right, the scale right. is different. But, right yeah yeah so McGrew has Tank tied up on a sort of rack and he transfers Tank's soul to the puppet he has made for Tank by lightning shooting from Tank's dick to the puppet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just this very cheesy like lightning effect and it transfers Tank's soul into the puppet that is is a tank with a TV screen for a face. <laughs> it's it looks like some shit from like a liquid television segment and it's kind of cool but it's also really stupid <laughs> I've, i have a couple things to say about this yeah uh first off i thought he would try and put him into like another human type of puppet like he did with matt right. doesn't do that second right. off i thought tank the whole movie was carving his own puppet like ironically yeah. Yeah, and it's was, not made of wood. It's like a fucking metal thing. He was carving a wooden puppet the whole movie, and now, now he. Right, I thought it'd be like, haha, you carved your own body for eternity. Right, that'd be so much better. And they kept saying, you know, McGrew kept saying, like, you put your soul into the carving, you know, and right? It's like that, it would make sense rather than this insane. We get this thing from like a stop motion short from the mid nineties. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I don't know. And then it just ends. And then it just ends. All the puppets. He screams and it ends. All the puppets naturally decide, you know. Kill the puppet master because that's we, what they do in every single movie. Yeah. they. It makes sense because it's like Tank has been their friend and whatever. And But like, why didn't they stop him before the lightning shot out of the dick? I yeah, don't they know. had to know what's going on. Yeah. The puppets kill grew they killed the they killed the cops <laughs> i guess the puppets they don't punish you for thought crime you actually have to commit the crime right yeah. <laughs> right that makes sense yeah and then uh mcgrew a after having been mostly killed by the puppets tank shoots him in the face with a, a lightning beam and a really it kind of like lights up mcgrew's eyes and then, then the movie's over yeah and then just yeah. quickly just it's just done it's just done it just so. ends. It's so weird how it just fucking ends. Very abrupt. Yeah. Will we? The other thing was, I thought they were going to do something with Jane because during the final scene when McGrew is getting killed, Jane runs in. Yeah. And like yeah, you witnesses think. her father die. And I thought it was going to be her, like, I thought she was going to try and reconcile Tank, maybe try and bring him back to life as a human, do anything. But he, it just ends. It's so. Oh. I would take the final scene I'm of really her in bed snuggling with, with Tank and Pinhead. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Something. That would be good. It, it, yeah. just, it just ends. Full moon. Um, Hit us up. Yeah. Will, will we see. Like, even I think there is nothing from this movie in the comic. I think that the tank puppet appears in a background shot, but like 
you know, the comic, very loving of the whole series, has a lot of just a lot of small references to stuff here. Yeah, little nods, but not to curse. I don't, I don't know that McGrew's Wonder Emporium is ever mentioned. Yeah, just are we ever gonna see Tank again? (laughs) Will any of this shit come back? I hope not, not, because it was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty bad film, and I have this on the bottom of the ranking. So, so Slushy, who's your MVP of Curse of the Puppet Master? It's got to be Tunneler. He's the only one that actually, like, Blade cuts people up a little bit, mm-hmm. but Tunneler is the only one that actually does anything that would cause death. I feel in the whole movie. There is a good and shot of think... Tunneler just completely covered with blood after <laughs> killing the sheriff. Yeah. And like besides Pinhead briefly fighting the bully and then getting killed, I don't think the other puppets do anything. Like Leech Woman is in this movie. She does nothing. Yeah. She's, <laughs> She's in like three nothing. shots. I forgot she was in it. Yeah. Torch isn't in it. Torch. He's in the yeah, intro Torch credits. He's <laughs> in the right. very long intro. Um, six shooter like shoots cans but he doesn't do anything then he shoots cans and he throws he does the lariat scene from from four (laughs) they replay that footage but to like i think he's lariating mcgrew or something to help the puppets oh right like when he lassos something or something yeah yeah the it's, note that we I have written down is that McGrew says that Blade is perfect, so that's one of the good things about the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says Blade is uh he has no secrets, he is perfectly what he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like I guess we didn't really touch on it, but he says that while he's trying to convince Tank that like every human has a soft human side and then a beast in them. And that tank needs to shed his human side and become the beast or something. It's something and then like when that. he puts tank he into the puppet, something like that. And when okay. he puts tank into the puppet, he's like, you, you don't have the human anymore. You are just the killer. That's weird. And then he goes, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> see, I remember them talking about that when they're discussing blade. I don't remember doing the tank scene at the end, but I'll take your word for it. Cause I was probably zoning out. I mean, I remember it being there, but it it's totally possible that I'm just inserting cooler things. Into the Mortis, movie do you have an MVP written down? Well, my vote is Pinhead. He doesn't do anything, but he is the most appealing puppet character <laughs> in the film. So. That's, yeah, absolutely. I just have three question marks next to MVP. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, fair. I guess we might have to leave that one undecided <laughs> i could say pinhead because pinhead was good but like i don't know tumblr did do kills blade yeah cut people's face a little blade um, was really lame in this one as a hardcore blade fan don't watch it don't watch curse of the puppet master yeah um I, again it's one that is like just like double threat it's not even worthy of like getting drunk with your friends laughing at right it's not even so bad it's good it's just 
not worth watching. If you're doing yeah. a podcast, you got to do it. But yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of. Right. If you're doing a it's extensive a mess. coverage of the Puppet Master series, you have to watch it. Otherwise, stay far away. So, uh, that's that's that. Next movie, Retro Puppet Master. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> so I had seen. I have a story with this movie. I had seen it before, mostly, partly. Probably in like 2003 or so, I rented this. Me and me and a friend rented this because it was Halloween. We rented this and Bones, the Snoop Dogg horror movie. Um, <laughs> wow, what an what awful Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started watching Retro Puppet Master because I remembered liking, you know, two and whatever, and I had never seen any sure, other ones sure. at that point. Uh, we were bored out of our fucking minds. And while we were watching it, another friend came over with an issue of perfect 10, which is of course the famous pornographic magazine for, for women who have not had, uh, surgery of any kind, natural women. all natural women. Uh, we just started passing that around and left the movie on. And then after a while we turned the movie off. And then we didn't watch Bones because we were like so sad about movies. <laughs> so don't blame you. Is it? Have either of you seen Bones? I never have. No, I didn't even no. know it existed until you mentioned it just now. Maybe you should go back to that. Um, this movie is on Tubi. This movie's a piece of fucking junk, but like, it's a little more interesting than Six, I think, because it's all new stuff at least. I found this movie very entertaining, but it's not good. Uh, I did not find it entertaining, and it's not good. <laughs> it's it probably much, helped that when we watched it. Curse, so it's a little bit better, but it's still just it's fucking. It's a little bit better and worse as we keep saying. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. It probably helped that I was like very high. I didn't expect a movie night to happen, and I was already very high, and I just kept going through the movies. But the only good thing about this movie is it led to the creation of the room. So, right, the, that's, is that the true? Highest. I thought you were joking about that. Oh no, I'm 100. percent That's it's true. Wait, really? Cool. Yeah, because Tommy Wiseau was so jealous that uh, forget his name, the guy who plays Mark. So they like knew each other. Oh yeah, they were living together. Oh, and then he got this role, and he was so fucking jealous and mad that he decided, "I'll make my own movie," and oh, wrote it. Oh, that's it. I thought you were making that up too. Oh no, <laughs> it is real. The guy who plays Toulon in this is Mark from the Room. Right, uh, read the after book or see the movie. Greg I don't think they mention it in the movie, but it's in the book. Yeah. Sorry, what's in the book? They talk about Puppet Master in the book, but I don't think that made it to the, like the movie. Oh, like the book the, of the, the book disaster that, artist, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's it's a great book. <laughs> they talk about like the Transformers, I think, too. That's really funny. Um, horrible acting from Mark. <laughs> oh, he's a horrible actor all the time. Yeah, is so. Is he American? I haven't yeah, seen the American. room. I don't really know the guy. That, I haven't seen the room. Yeah, I've only seen. I haven't seen it either. Long form reviews and clips and everything. I've seen the room many, many times. Okay. Um, so this Barrington's movie in here, I've seen it with him like probably at least five times. The two of us. There was a video zone 
on Retro Puppet Master. So there is a little bit of behind the scenes footage and they said that they did, they filmed this in, was it Romania or Poland? I don't remember. Romania. Romania. They filmed this in Romania in the winter and over 15 days. Over 50, it was filmed in 15 days <laughs> and there's little interviews with the puppet designers and the puppet guys and they are dripping with resentment. Like they are, yeah, they are, they are so, so mad. Fucking pissed off about they this are movie. very mad. Something went wrong. They made this movie, but something else. Yeah. Went wrong. Uh, does the movie open with Toulon and then go to the Egypt flashback, or does it? Yeah, it okay. opens. Yeah, with new footage of Toulon. New footage of the new footage of the old Toulon from Puppet Master Three. Right, he's back, and he's like, "Oh, my puppets." We are here on the Swiss border. Ah. And then uh, Cyclops's head falls out of the puppet chest. And he's like, Cyclops, oh, I remember this guy. I'll tell you a story <laughs> about this guy. And it flashes back to Egypt. But Egypt looks like a dungeon from the Conan TV show. <laughs> and it's true. Uh, and the actors in the scene look like the, ag- the actors TV look show. like actors from the Conan TV show. This whole thing is very like Xena core, and it's just this I very that's goofy. A big I think that's a big part of why I loved it. Yeah, it's just this very Xena. goofy scene of a sorcerer like stealing a secret from Sutek. We we know Sutek. We remember Sutek. Yeah. Oh yeah, from the comics. Yeah. <laughs> from the movie. I know. I know. Uh, I would have said for Puppet Master 4 and 5, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sutek, you know, the, the guy escapes the sorcerer, and he's got the secret from Sutek, and Sutek wakes up three mummies who look fucking shitty. <laughs> it's just like three dudes in mummy wrappings. He's like, go pursue this man and get my secret back. And they look like mummies that they they are dressed and makeup done like mummies from a fucking thirties black and white movie. Yes. Yeah, very universal mummy. They they look like they look like mummies from an SNL skit. I don't know. <laughs> uh it just so it seemed intentional. I have uh, maybe. I don't know. I have a question. Are those mummies the three the three Nazis from Raiders of the Lost Ark who... They have to be. Otherwise, what would be the point of that scene, right? Right. Because we never see the mummies again, but then for the rest of the movie, there's these three Raiders of the Lost Ark Nazis who are pursuing the sorcerer. Afazel? Yes. They're all Australian. These guys... (laughs) they're, They're different ethnicities, I guess. So probably all the actors in this movie are just locals to Romania, except for Mark. Right. Um, and I guess maybe the lead lady. And but, except for Afsel. Right, and Afsel, yeah. <laughs> um, they have this makeup, which is very bad, but also fine yeah. <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> like, It's just so, like slopped on there (laughs) it's just really stark purple lines on their face it's i don't know it's fine it's interesting i guess 
but I they, think it works for what it is. Yeah. They pursue the wizard. And the wizard ends up at uh the Theater Magique. Which we see this sign about fifty times in the movie. They constantly reestablish <laughs> the theater magique every time. That's okay. That's the thing about this movie. It's very padded, right? Yes. Oh yeah. It's it's like eighty minutes long, and even then, it's like every single scene is like maximum slowdown, <laughs> maximum right. waste time. Every action scene is in slow motion for the entirety of the action scene. Yeah. Um, so we meet Toulon. We meet his assistants in the retro past. This There's, is in Paris. It's in Paris. There's different retro puppets. Uh, I only got a couple screen caps, but they're putting on a play. Uh, what it... It's not like Faust again, is it? Or is it just some bullshit? No, it's just like the puppets are like thing. talking some... and saying like philosophical shit at each other. Yeah, I've got some sound clips here. I will play. Both of which come from Cyclops. Both, yeah, Cyclops. All the puppets are talking and they're kind of going in, in the round, saying different stuff about hell. But then Cyclops yeah. is kind of the MVP of this scene. Everywhere is hell. Just to be clear, this is like before they're alive. Yes, and this is like they're being operated. people below. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna play this again. Everywhere is hell, for we are the damned. Free will is an illusion. <laughs> so, <laughs> just you know, great. Free will is an illusion. Yeah, and the other puppets are like, it's amazing. Where are we? We we can only be in hell. And it's it's a very uplifting show. Uh, a pretty lady loves it. We find out she's, you know, sneaking out of her rich dad's house. Her dad is like the ambassador from somewhere. Geneva, yeah. right? Geneva, yep. You know, very, very good that we have this story about artificial life where someone's from Geneva. Very convenient, but... Geneva. Yeah. Uh, Afzel ends up... They, the, the minions beat the shit out of him, and then they leave. Or no, they hire someone to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, they and, hire like street thugs to beat him up. Yeah, and Toulon takes him in and he's like, oh, well, I guess this is who I have to teach the secret of life to. All right. <laughs> and sort of conveniently, a, a beggar dies and... Toulon puts his soul into Pinhead, retro Pinhead, who has these. Know, he has these weird, like hook elbows. <laughs> He's kind of cool yeah. looking. I, I yeah, like I kind of. But he's one of the few good ones here. So there's this ongoing thing of I don't know Toulon. Toulon sucks <laughs> in this movie, right? <laughs> Well, like, the entire please, yeah. Please he, share like, the he, expert picture that I sh- uh, from the book that I just put in the chat. The image. I think it's very important. Okay, and very so hilarious. count count has shared this image from the PDF of the disaster artist. Who is writing this? Is this uh, Mark? It's Greg Sestero. It's Greg Sestero. He's playing it. I mean, 
I can read the whole thing out loud real quick. If you don't yeah, mind. For the, anyone who's not watching or whatever. Yeah. This is from The Disaster Artist, written by Greg Sestero, who plays Toulon and Mark in the room. I'd never seen any of the Puppet Master films, but I felt instantly attracted to Andre Toulon, their titular character. For one thing, Toulon was European, and I always felt as European as I did American. <laughs> For another thing, Retro Puppet Master was a prequel that showed Toulon as a young Parisian puppeteer before he went mad with power and became the Puppet Master. Like any good Star Wars nerd, I thought, do it like you're doing Anakin Skywalker. An Anakin Skywalker who talks to puppets. What? I'll leave it at that. What the fuck does that mean? This is before Whoop. the prequel trilogy, right? <laughs> I think it's right around the same time. Uh, this came out in 99, so... Okay. Right around the same time. Phantom yeah. Menace. So do it like the 10-year-old Anakin? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? Then if you... I skip ahead here. Uh, even less heartening though was the audition called for a British accent which I couldn't do but I could do a French accent the character actually was French and I assumed they asked for a British accent because it was usually easier to find a young actor able to do one a good French (laughs) accent I felt confident would be my ace in the hole not a good French accent No, it is awful he sounds like a sleepy I don't know. He's just, oh, what, what are, what are you doing over, over there? You want? It's like the most generic he's... making fun of French people accent. You want to teach yeah, but me then magic? He's also mumbling. Okay. okay. He's <laughs> mumbling the entire film. Every scene, he is so much quieter than everybody else, and they didn't think to do anything about it. It's. It just. just... Everyone in the film, other than Afzel and the girl, are horrible. Like, just probably yeah. locals 80 yard later badly. Like, what's that line, Slushy? Did you write it down? One of the, one of the, like, I mean, I'm sure I did. One uh, of the puppet assistants has this scene. Here it is. My skills were able to encompass this heroic enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> like, he hammered, he's some, like, he's hammered. <laughs> Some shit it's into like a door. A door. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very odd. Oh, there's a new theme. The movie doesn't use the old Puppet Master theme. I remember. No, and Slushy thought, hey, it's going to be really smart, and they're going to slowly weave it into the movie. Don't say Slushy thought. You said it. I was just mad that, that it was, was me. Theme. That was uh, my. It was neither Mortis of us, Slushy. Yeah, I, it was Mortis. <laughs> I thought they were going <laughs> to, like, over the course. Well, I didn't think they were going to, but I said over the course of the movie, they're going to. Weave in the old theme melody, and and then by the end of the movie, the new theme will be the the famous puppet master. No, it's just a shitty, shitty new theme. Oh, a lot of establishing shots. Yeah, I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, say that again. Just reestablishing that. So the the babe like immediately falls in love with Toulon about his existential puppet show. Um, and she I loved it. I said I was, I was imagining a girl who is really into this movie as a costume period romance because <laughs> <laughs> they're just having this awkward like courtship and she's like, oh, you you are so great, yeah, oh, te- uh, thank you. I... <laughs> it's just really, it's bad. It's a bad movie. Uh, yeah. It's very slow. I have here. In my notes there's three blood cultists in four 
Uh, there's three mummies in the beginning of this, and then there's three Nazis now. It's three is a sacred number to Sutek. It seems he, to be he that always way. has three minions. Maybe maybe an actual piece of like continuity. Maybe just a coincidence. I don't know. I think Charles Band just likes three little dudes yeah. and then three big dudes. We're we're talking about this on six, but there's a lot of shots that are digitally zoomed and panned. Like mm-hmm. why not just zoom in more? Less... Maybe they couldn't because it's so weird. It looks less bad in Retro Puppet Master, but it's still not great. I thought it looked worse in yeah. Retro Puppet Master. Well, they I didn't notice more it as much. I'll, I'll like, there will be a shot that's like really clearly digitally zoomed in, and then it will digitally pan over to a different puppet, and it like looks so shitty. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> the only saving grace is that they have old puppets, and they have to use them. They can't cut away. Yeah, the, like, they, right, there's there's footage. no way to do stock footage. It would be really funny if it was like, oh, Pinhead, what are you doing over there? And it just cut to like an old <laughs> shot of normal <laughs> Pinhead. <laughs> normal Pinhead no. with gum on his head. I don't know. Very little to say about this movie, I feel like. Blade is very ugly. I have that as one of my like, oh, yeah, three yeah. notes. So, Retro Blade. Retro Blade looks like crap. He looks he like the guy from ACDC. I don't know. so bad. Let me find it. Uh, there's Cyclops, one of the brand new puppets. Cyclops looks okay, I guess, but he doesn't do anything. He's a funnier puppet than we've had before. Yeah. he all Apart from the lines in the play, he doesn't do anything. Um, this really is the Phantom Menace of yeah. the Puppet Master franchise. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess should we just synopsize the film briefly? <laughs> I, yeah, okay. I mean like, the only notes I've written down we already covered is yeah. what I, I remember. Blade is ugly, Cyclops is hilarious, and then I have his two little lines. It's like <laughs> So these three minions are just like constantly pursuing they're on the hunt for the old wizard. They're on the hunt for the old wizard. And at various <laughs> times, at various times, the the hunt is stymied because uh Afzel has had the puppets make uh like seals to to block Sutek's vision. Right. So they're at at various points, you know the seals will get knocked down and they, they find, they go to the theater magic, the minions and they, they kill Toulon's whole crew. They, and they kill people by holding their hands up and a wavy digital effect (laughs) comes out of their hands. A little little bit of wobbly air, little wobbly air. And they say, now die. And they die slower sometimes than others. Uh, but Toulon gets away from this because he is he has been taken away by his love's evil father. So he he wasn't there. And his his love's evil father doesn't do anything to him. <laughs> like he makes he him stay all night. He's like, like you st- you stay away from my daughter. Now leave. Yeah, I have like, to go to this, sleep. <laughs> let this be a lesson well learned. Yeah. And it's just like him exerting like him showing he has the power to disappear someone, I guess. 
Yeah. So all the other, all the assistants and and Afzel are killed by the. Well, Afzel is not killed by these guys. There's this re recurring thing where the minions are like, "You will die," and Afzel's like, "Yes, I will die, but not today." And then it, and then he just does. <laughs> then later, turns out yes. They're like, "You will die. Yes, I will die, but not by Sutex hand." And he shoots himself with the wavy beam that he can also do and he dies and the minions are like what the fuck alright I guess we'll leave <laughs> right so. and then the minions were gonna leave and then fucking Mark is like I'll start doing magic again and then they get they sniff them out yeah they're if on, he, they're on the way out of town they'd be gone yeah He says, I, I have nothing to live for, but if I will at least live for vengeance. So he makes the puppets out of all his friends, and he puts Afzel into six-shooter. And so then the minions detect that he does the magic, and they go back after him, and they... There's a, a funny scene where Blade is, like, tattooing the protection sigil on Mark's arm. He's technically arm. like scarification, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. He's not putting Which, ink in it, I guess. It's, it's not like uh, Toulon ever had that or showed his arms in other movies. Right. I mean, you don't see his arms. It could be there. That's what I mean. You didn't see yeah. them. So it's yeah. not really like a setup or a payoff. Or, it's just, all right, it's whatever. Yeah. The whole movie's whatever. Yeah, just anytime they're anytime the minions are shooting their beam, it's like in slow motion and it takes so long and the scene is like plotting and nothing's happening. Uh just uh yeah. They end up on a train cuz why do they end up on a train? He's escaping, but also they're or is he pursuing yeah, he's, them on the train? So, okay, so they detect that there is magic happening. They reason out that it's Tulan, Afsil's assistant. Um, and like their whole thing is they're trying to get the secret of life. Yeah. Out of anybody's hands so that only Sutek has it. Yeah. They don't know where he is though. So the lead mummy Nazi zombie puts out a wavelength so that everyone in town has a dream of them of them like going through a curtain and the three mummy zombies are there with Toulon's girlfriend. Oh yeah. They so kidnap I don't remember her. that at all. I don't shit. remember that either. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Think I it was happens. like going to the bathroom or something. So like Toulon has his ticket for the train and like fell asleep at the train station waiting for the train to come. Right. Well, and this is after that dream. They, they have a brief little battle at the, at the puppet show place. Right. Before this, yes. where they like the yeah. puppets, yeah, yeah, and then the puppets help, and Doctor Death stabs one guy's leg. A bunch oh yeah, there's also Doctor Death. The, we are introduced to Doctor Death. I didn't get a picture of him. <laughs> but he's, room when he has his own spinoff. Yeah, whatever. he has his own spinoff, Doctor Death on Tubi. This link has um, links to pictures of all the puppets. He's the other new puppet besides Cyclops. Uh, thank you. Well, so technically. Drill Sergeant isn't Tunneler. Right, yeah, for some no, reason... He's referred to as Tunneler in the behind-the-scenes and in all merchandise. That's true. They call him <laughs> Retro Tunneler on the merchandise, but they 
Call him Drill Sergeant in the movie. Sergeant in the movie. Drill Sergeant. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Death, of course, has his own spinoff. Also, you know, on Tubi. Puppet Master Dr. Death. He will return. He'll be back. <laughs> he takes a 20-year break. He takes a t- uh, So there's a little battle. They kill one of the minions. Uh, so then there's only two minions. Or do they make a new minion? I don't remember. I think there's only two in the there's end. There's just the two. And then the the whole thing Slushy just made up out of whole cloth happens. It's real. I don't think <laughs> it happened. He has the dream. I don't think the, it happened. He has the dream at the train station and he runs to the high. ticket counter and he's like, what's the next train going anywhere? And he gets a ticket for that and he gets on that train and then he walks to the back of the train and the mummies are there. Yeah. Well, there's an ex- there's an insanely like plotting scene where he gets up and he's got the puppets following him on the train and he keeps going up to like different guys who are dressed like the minions and, and you know, they're like, what, what do you want? What? <laughs> it's he finally finds the Sutek minions and they have another fight and Dr. Death latches onto their leg and stabs them. And then it's nothing else. They die yeah. and lose, and the movie's over. <laughs> it's, it's it's bad and boring and sucks. It's really, it's really uh, bad. It's we're I mean, uh, we're through the like looking glass, is what Morris kept saying. Yeah, like, is it all yeah. downhill from here? Are we? I think so. <laughs> have we started a slide? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I need to own up to it. Yeah. Retro Puppet Master is Puppet Master Seven. Yeah. I said that my prediction was that seven would be a hidden gem. It wasn't. Well, thank you, Slushy, maybe, for being honest about it. Yeah. Maybe in the future there will be a hidden gem, but I guess I'm not holding my breath anymore. Uh, I think it's Puppet Master 14 or 13. The little strike is not that bad. We'll see. And, and uh, Puppet Master 16 is coming out. Sometime, the furnace leech woman. Furnace leech woman. What <laughs> happened to her after good. she got out of that furnace? Yeah. One one note from Video Zone is I, we need to watch Blood Dolls. Right. Which oh, is yeah, yeah. is another Charles Band full moon movie about little puppets who kill people, <laughs> but like it. One is like a really racist pimp. The other one is just a cool looking dude, like a weird demon genie kind of guy i don't know it's like a new set of puppets and it's some kind of weird like urban mafioso kind of like setting like there's crime happening and the blood dolls are doing murders about the crime i don't know looks the puppets look cool (laughs) it it looked a lot better than these two movies that was there's a trailer on the video zone so maybe maybe we'll see that next i don't know well, what is what is the next puppet master? Is I think it, it's Verse Demonic Toys. Like chronologically? Yeah, let me check real quick. Well, according to the fandom wiki, chronologically the next one is Puppet Master Six. First Puppet Master, so No, after after retro. <laughs> what? Well yeah, chronologically. Oh, you mean you're talking about the the timeline of the continuity. I think Morris was asking as far as what is the next movie we Legacy. Okay. Oh, the majority. Oh, this is the this is a clip movie. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it says right here the majority no. of the film consists of flashbacks using footage recycled from the previous seven films. That's what Curse was. <laughs> no. Only the intro to Curse, how mostly. Can, how bad can it be if they're... Curse doesn't openly admit that it's a clip show. This one is. So how... Here's, oh my, can you here's, imagine? Here's some good news. 73 minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay, well... Yeah. And they go back to the Bodega Bay Inn. Okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. No. It'll be bad. We can't talk about that. It was directed by Charles Band. It'll be fine. Well, of course. I mean, how hard is it to direct a fucking clip show? We're going to have to of watch films the that you own. Demonic Toys and probably Verse Demonic Toys to like get an episode. Yeah. We can't Uh-oh. talk about the legacy a clip show for an hour. Uh, for some reason, the subscription alert came on, even though I don't have that on, <laughs> on this scene. Cool. Weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens next time. <laughs> it's like the fucking later Phantasm movie that's really bad. Yeah, I mean, both four and five are like pretty much clip show, right? Yeah, I've seen four, but I've seen five. I've seen them all. Have I seen three, Mortis? You would know. No, you haven't yet. Okay, three's still fine. It's no two. Three's fine. It's watchable. I mean, what is? Yeah, uh, two is awesome. Two is the only one I like. One has cool music, but we're not talking about Phantasm here. We could be. Why not? Because I'm talking about Retro Because I'm talking about Curse of the Puppet Master and Retro Puppet Master. I think we've said everything. In Do you have an MVP said. for this, Lushy? Oh, good call. None of the puppets do anything. Yeah. Like, well, there's two scenes where a puppet, where like two puppets are on a person. The first one is in the like in the puppet show warehouse or workshop where blade is like cutting up a a zombie Nazi's face and Dr. Death is stabbing him in the shin and sand is coming out. And then later is in, is like at the end when they're fighting in the train car and it's the same shots of blade on a zombie Nazi's face and Dr. Death stabbing him in the, in the leg. (laughs) The puppets don't do anything in this fucking movie. Yeah, so uh, don't watch it. I would say the MVP is Cyclops. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play yeah, the clips because again. of his sardonic <laughs> for the voice way. lines. Yeah, everywhere is hell, for we are the damned. Free will is an illusion. And he probably isn't coming back again, so he gets his little yeah. he gets his little award. Like Cyclops starts the framing the framing device, and he has the best lines in the movie. <laughs> I wish he still talked. He looks a like a little thumb, you know? He does yeah. look like a thumb. He looks like a little big toe. But he doesn't do... Yeah, he he's like... I guess he's supposed to be the new Jester, but he, you know, it looks like he might be capable of biting. He does nothing. But he does nothing. He does nothing at all. Bad film, boring film. Uh, it's sort of interesting how boring it is and how shitty it is. 
<laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Slushy, would you recommend Retro Puppet Master? Unlike the other movies where I've where I've mentioned this scenario, I think Retro Puppet Master would be fun to get drunk with some friends and laugh about. Because there are things in it that are enjoyable. There are things in it that are very corny and interesting. There are things in it that are really bad that you can have fun laughing about. So sure, if this if you're into cheesy horror movies and you've already watched all the other ones, <laughs> you really want to have a have a laugh with your friends while getting drunk or high. It's all right. It's all right for that. It serves that purpose. Outside of that scenario, I would not recommend. I think I'd rather look at that issue of Perfect Ten. <laughs> yeah, that was that was our experience. That's my recommendation. <laughs> yeah, so like the uh, the October two thousand three issue or so, you know, look it up rather than this movie. Yeah, just look at that. Well, any uh, I'm a shorter episode than usual. <laughs> That's fine. Well. Any any closing thoughts? It's a shorter episode, but we talked about five movies. That's true. Talk a lot of movies. Well, the problem is, well, not so much a problem, is I do take notes for these Puppet Masters, but I'm not taking them for these other movies. Right. So. Well, we already talked about Versus and Right, Ricky right, and we didn't cover it on the top ten. I'm just trying to catch up on the ones I haven't seen on their top tens, which for all Mortises I've seen now, Slushies, I still have a few to go. Those animes, which are not yeah, gonna, they're animes. not going to stand up to Full Metal Alchemist. But what is? <laughs> I just look. Full Metal Alchemist is a masterpiece. Just you know, a masterpiece that Count needed. I never finished it. I never. I would watch a little bit on Adult Swim. I didn't really like it. Apparently, the first series like was running concurrent to the manga. And like with Dragon Ball, they got too far ahead, except instead of just adding filler, they just changed the story. Oh, the... That's probably not the problem for me, but probably it's for other people. I mean, yeah. I didn't see the sexual Japanese woman puppet in the Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't trailer. think sure. in the trailer. This looks good. I don't Maybe know. we'll cover Blood Dolls, Demonic Toys, Verse Demonic... I don't know. It depends on... We'll see. How we'll much we can watch in a week or whatever? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not looking forward to the clip show. Well, until next time, I guess. <laughs> Free Thank will. you all for we, listening. What if we watch Puppet Master Legacy at two x speed? Can you do that on Tubi? Does Tubi have that? I don't know. I think we can I, find a way. I think that even. Even the cynical thing that Puppet Master Legacy sounds like it is, you know, doesn't doesn't deserve that kind of treatment. I don't know. Right. We should watch it at three times speed. <laughs> uh I wonder if we skipped all of the flashbacks, how long the movie would be. That's what I want. Probably like four minutes. We'll have to <laughs> We will ha- we'll have to figure that out for the episode. Yeah. yeah. We talk about it. I'll do it if nobody else wants to. Uh, Just uh, I can download a copy and I'll I'll cut out all the <laughs> flashbacks and I'll make a new MP4 of just <laughs> new footage.
I'm not actually going to do this, but it'd be fun. Right. Could could be done easily enough. I'll do it. I'll do it. Bushy, please don't. <laughs> we're here look, we're here to respect Charles Band's brilliant fucking legacy of these puppets that we love so much. Yeah. yeah. I think we do love that. I think we, we owe it to him. Yeah. I, I don't know. The thing I'm really taking away from us doing this podcast about all these puppet master movies is I've really got to read the comics. They're good. The comics seem like they're really good. <laughs> they're good. They're pretty good. Starts out kind of generic and doesn't, you know. I have a feeling Verse Demonic Toys might be a little bit better than Curse, Retro, and Legacy. That's my prediction. We'll see if I'm wrong or right, folks. Yeah. It was a Sci-Fi Channel original movie. <laughs> I recall reading. So. That is true. Those are always good. I just know after that, it's like That's straight up very Nazi exciting. shit for like four movies. Well, stay tuned. You'll see what we watch. And we'll talk about it. And we'll we'll do our best. <laughs> yeah. We're t- we must be in oh. hell because we can be no other place. We are the damned. We are the damned. Oh no. What's up, Slushy? After Demonic Toys and until Dr. Death, I think it is all Nazis. Yeah. Okay. Axis of Evil, Axis Rising, Axis Termination, The Littlest Reich, Blade the Iron Cross. I know I believe I believe the Axis trilogy the puppets are still good guys. Quote unquote, like I think they're still fighting Nazis rather than they are Nazis as as I think they are in the Littlest Reich. The Littlest Reich is not; it is in contemporary times, right? But they are still Nazi puppets. But they are Nazi puppets. Yeah. But it is probably I watched that one. I enjoyed it. There's like a frog puppet. We'll get to it. I've seen that frog puppet. He's cool. Yeah, I don't know. We got join us next time where we enter the next century of the the new millennium of puppets. The new millennium. A long way to go uh, before before we sleep. How does it go? That famous poem. But uh, yeah. Until then, free will is an illusion. See you later, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.